of making outreach to populations to get them involved with the research. And now we're working with CDC and others to try to make sure that accurate information about vaccines is out there and that people are given uh, adequate access. You talk about sort of both ends of the problem. There's the impact on patients who may or may not be getting the kind of treatment that it could be available to them for a variety of reasons. There's also the beginning of the process, which is what gets researched. Who does that research? How do we get started on the workforce? So for the scientific workforce, what we're seeing is some promising things that when you start looking at children in high school and as they're making the move from high school to higher level of education, you see great diversity in the population, representative of the way that our um, population demographics are evolving in general, uh, and great interest in science. What we are running into, however, is that at every stage on the pathway to becoming a scientist, those numbers and percentages go down so that you may start look at people at the community college level as they're entering a great deal of interest in science. You look at people at the point at which they become a director of a department or a, what's considered a senior scientist, and there's very little variety in the people who were there. And at every step of the way, there have been decreases. What we know as well, however, is that the sorts of questions that people ask in science relate to what their personal experiences have been and their interests are, and those are going to vary. And many times, the people who come from what's considered to be an underrepresented group may have a different sort of question uh, and focus very specifically on that group that just may not have gotten asked by other scientists. That's why it's so very important to have a variety of people at the table. And then when it comes to actually executing the study, particularly if it's a human study, we find that scientists from diverse backgrounds are often more effective in recruiting people who look like them to be involved with uh, clinical studies than when you have a more homogeneous group of people involved with the recruitment of people into the science. Part of that gap that I was talking about that Ginter and colleagues were demonstrated in 2011, there have been a lot of additional analyses since that time. And one of the things that has been found in the last year or so is that, for instance, African-American and black scientists, almost half of them focus on topics that are in a very circumscribed area, much of it being 